Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this evening. We thank you for last week. We thank you for the upper one. We thank you for how you have led us in this teaching. How you have helped us. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for grace. You know, grace, anointing to minister. Lord, we bless your name. We thank you for entrance. You know, we thank you for utterance. Lord, we pray today again that you come help us and show us, show us your word. Open it up again. Help us to see. Help us to enter. Help us to come into understanding and uh, comprehension, and also the usage of this light. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Man, thank you, sirs and ma. Really good to be here again. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining this evening. Uh, firstly, I'd like to appreciate our pastors in the house. You know, Pastor Femi, Pastor, Pastor Ibukumi, Pastor Jeff. Um, I want to thank them for this opportunity to be ministering, you know, to, to the opportunity given to me, you know, me that um, I'm the least, I miss all of them. Um, I'm grateful, sirs. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. And um, I also want to thank them for the supports an encouragement, an encouragement for all of our brethren, every one of us. Thank you all. Okay, so tonight um, I'd like to start with just the way we started last week. Um, just to have a run through, just what we learned last week, you know. I'd like to quickly. You know, someone to just quickly talk on what we learned. I'm waiting. Just one person, or should I just call someone? Let me look for someone that I have not called before. Some people don't have names again. Their names have changed to iPhone. Or probably they do. But I just left it like that. Okay. Should I call someone? Oh, go for us. Whom shall we send? Okay, so if there is no one, I think I, I like this name I'm saying, Ituno. Sorry, Sister Ituno, can you just help us? The lot is falling on you. God, the Lord fell on you. Sister Ituno. Uh, I will say it's, a bit too, it's too early to sleep or to be sleeping by now. So, Sorry, can everyone hear me? Like, Daniel. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Daniel. So Daniel can hear me. 
It means that sister Itono is can also hear me. Okay, maybe I'll just go with um, Jane if um, sister Itono is not coming up. Sister Jane? Hello, I'm so sorry. Oh, awesome. <laughs> good evening. <laughs> oh my God, good evening. Yeah, good evening, Sister Itino. God bless you. Yeah, so tell me, what did you learn last week or what blessed you? Or what stood out for you? Just, just, just around. Um, okay, I don't like opening the floor. <laughs> okay, so um, what stood out for me was mm -hmm. um, how you um, hammered on like the new creation, like what we are in Christ, you know, on, and how God sees us in our, like our future of like mm -hmm. who we are already. Like, you know, although that we are like, we are alive in Christ, even like we are dead to sin and we are alive in Christ, that like, even though we see these things still manifesting in our mm -hmm. flesh, like, and there's a way you can, you can just be like, ah, okay, with all these things, this thing, it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm alive in Christ. Mm -hmm. Or like, no, that if the Bible says it, that yes, that your spirit is Christ and that you're actually dead to sin, that you just have to believe it, that that's where the believing starts from mm -hmm. and leading before you now start obeying, like to come into that future that God has, like the way God sees you, like this is the way God sees your future, that God doesn't see you as like, oh, okay, uh, like you're a man laden with sin, like your spirit is pure, your spirit is like the way God sees it, like pure and everything that, so having that belief first, it would give you the strength to be able to walk towards that future that mm -hmm. God has planned for you. Yes, that was mm -hmm. what for me. Thank you so much. Like um, there's a way you are known. Yes. So then you would, that you may be known as you are known. Known, yeah. You know? Awesome. This is awesome. This is beautiful. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. So I think I'll just call okay. someone else, you know, to just say one or two things. I Let me go with uh, Ajala. And so let me go to A. Uncle Ajala. Or is it Auntie Ajala? Just help me quickly. I'm sure you are not sleeping. Cause... Hello, sir. Sorry, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, sorry, sir. I must say that last last this thing I was I wasn't here, so I have a lot to catch up on. That was one of the things. Okay, sorry about yeah. that. I don't yeah. Really no, no problem, sir. Okay. So maybe I should just move on. So Caris. Let me just do Caris. Caris, were you here last week? Hello, Pastor. No, I was barely here, sir. I started the first 10 minutes, but I had to leave. Sorry. Oh, so see the way God is catching everyone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I promise okay. I'm always here. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. It's okay. Thank you. So, so we'll go for us. Let me just allow um, Daniel, oh, yeah, help us. I know you are always here, so that I won't call someone that is not here again. Hello, sir. Good, good evening. Um, okay. Uh, good evening. Okay, yeah, so last, I think last week we, we I just, you know, pick up from where 
Auntie, you know, um, stop, you know. I think we read that Romans 6, 11, and you you stayed on it for a while, saying, like, likewise, you know, reckon you yourself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. I think, you know, you you stayed a little bit on that and saying that um, the baptism, the baptism of water is like our matriculation, and that God has called us to this thing, we'll, we'll, that he has faith that we were going to complete the course. Mm-hmm. So that the matriculation is just the beginning. And mm-hmm. uh, we need to get to the convocation. And mm-hmm. every step of the attending of the classes, you know, for one level, that is just there are provisions of grace for us to, you know, to come into that, that oneness, that, that wonderful yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's full baptism that we need to that full immersion that we need to get to at the end of mm-hmm. the of the curriculum of the mm-hmm. indoctrination basically. But yeah, I think yeah, I think that part was what really stood out for me. I know it's also mm-hmm. in line with what um my older sister Ituna said. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I think I'll just take it up from where you stopped because you mentioned the fact that you know mentioned the oneness, that one. I think that was where we stopped um, last week. Um, I said a lot of things last week. We looked at Hebrews 1.8, we looked at Isaiah 9.6, we looked at Hebrews 6.1, you know, um, talking about uh, faith towards God and then the baptism. We looked at, um, you know, faith, you know, um, how faith progresses, but how that faith is also one. You know, the fact that it is faith towards God at some point, then Galatians 2.20 spoke about faith of the Son. And then um, Colossians 2.12 spoke about the faith of the operations of God, which is, and then we summed it to be that, you know, does that mean that um, there was, or there are two or three faiths? You know, in the same way, all the other five mentioned, you know, the other five things that we looked at in the book of Ephesians 4, um, you know, one body, one spirit, one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one God. You know, I, 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 we spoke, I spoke about the fact that God, the Father is one, you know, through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we begin to talk about witness and record, you know, um, there, there, that there are three that bear record and then there are three that also bear witness, you know, so and we're able to link everything to, to one. So, um, though Jesus, I'll just start from my manual. Um, just give me one second. Like, yeah. Sorry. Okay, so I'll just start by looking at this. um, Let's just start by reading um, from the book of... um, Let's look at um, Hebrews 6, Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. And then I'll just take it up from there. Hebrews 6. One and two. Someone should please read for me. 
I can read. Go ahead, please. Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying, of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. So verse 3 now says, and this we will do if God permits. So that's more like our foundational scripture for this class, you know. So um, I also remember that last week we spoke a lot about God just veered us into speaking in line with marriage. And then, you know, some things were spoken around that marriage thing. And I stayed there for, for a while. And I'll begin to find out, you know, later why that that the Holy Spirit was emphasizing that the married thing because um, we had some some of us had questions, and then you know I got some questions around it. And I believe by probably next week when we are doing the 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 overview or the review of everything we've done, I if there there is time and room to also. If you have some questions, you know, it would be nice that we look at it together because I got some personal questions and and I think we, I was able to answer uh, most of those questions. So I, I, I don't know if that will be the direction that God will be taking me today, but let's just, let's just follow the spirit tonight. Father, we thank you. So God, the Father is one. I'll just pick it up from where I stop on the manual. So God, the Father is one. Though Jesus also has the name God ascribed to him in the scripture. You know, amen. Sorry, I think I'm hearing a background noise. Sorry, hold on. Let me just tell my wife. My daughter is disturbing. I'm so sorry. Yeah, okay. Oh my God, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, okay, thank you. So God the Father is one, um, though Jesus also has the name God ascribed to him in the scripture. We have only one God, though God himself called Jesus God. You know, I remember we looked at this, Hebrews 1.8, you know, where the Bible talks about Jesus being God. It says, but unto the Son is said, thy throne, O God, you know, is forever and ever. And uh, Paul, Paul's argument in Ephesians 4, um, so we are still like looking at the Ephesians 4 uh, verse 5 controversy, you know, uh, because we have different controversial um, issues around, you know, God being one and um, the Lord being, you know, when you say one Lord, one spirit, one hope of our baptism. And I think we have looked at that. Uh, I don't want to dwell 
so much on that now. So Paul's argument in Ephesians 4 will be better understood when you read from verse 1. In referring to one baptism, he actually is actually talking about teaching. You know, baptism in this context has to do with doctrine. I remember asking um, Jerry, that's our brother, Uncle Jerry, to tell us um, like around this area. And uh, we spoke about, I, I was asking him, how are they one? What made them one? And I think we arrived at them being one in, in the area of doctrine. So what, what is common is actually, you know, doctrine is what, what was common. So they have the same, you know, level of light, you know, all of those, you know, or we can, I, I think I also said it in the a place of baptism, you know, so they are one in baptism. They are one in that, that place, but they, they have different doctrine, but yet they, they have come into their, like, each and every one of them have the other person's doctrine. Let me say it like that, like the three bear record, like they can, they have the same light, yet they have unique lights that we can all learn. So, and if you see Jesus most times, he talks about his father, you understand? So when he said, when the Holy Spirit would come, he would testify of me, paraphrasing that scripture. So Holy Ghost speak about Jesus, meaning that Holy Ghost have the doctrine of Christ also, meaning that God understands Christ's doctrine. And like that, they, are, they have the understanding of, of each other's doctrine. So which is one of the type of, of baptism. He says, this is the reason he began by admonishing them to walk in meekness, lowliness, long-suffering, forbearing with one another so that they would be able to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You know, um, if, if the attributes and nature that Paul mentioned here are not present among revelational people, any church will be torn apart by different type or types of revelation. So he went ahead to say, in all your revelation, know that there is one body of Christ, one Holy Ghost, or one Holy Spirit, one Lord, which is Jesus, one faith, one hope, one baptism, one God, and Father. Now, uh, my question is, another way, let me, let me not ask it as a question, let me just say, another way we can tie them together is, we all know that um, the Holy Spirit is, the, is also called the eternal spirit. See that eternal spirit is the spirit of, let me say it like this. Let me just say it, you know, the, the way it's coming to me is the spirit of eternal life, you know. And um, in the realm of eternal, that's what makes them one. You know, Jesus was saying something, he says that they may be one, even as we are one. 
I want us to read Ephesians and uh, just, just look at this um, Ephesians 4. Let's look at Ephesians 4. Probably we can just break through from there. Thank you. Ephesians 4. Uh, let's read from verse 1. I therefore, the prisoners, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the, of the vocation wherewith where ye are called. You know, so with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. So, so this, this uh, what Paul is saying here is for the new man, actually. It's not for, is not for maybe a beginner Christ's level, but also we are relating it with, you know, a level that is like a beginner level, but much more. I just want us to see something that, you know, if he tells them, he says, there is a vocation that we have been called to walk in. He said, work worthy of the vocation where we ye are called. So what is the vocation? There is a vocation. There is a, there is something. When you say vocation, the word vocation, vocational studies or vocation, any vocation sounds like profession, sounds like um. Who can help me with another word for vocation? Vocation is like a learning. So um, he says, he says, he now says something. Say with meekness. Now begin to bring in or lowliness and meekness with long suffering. So these things, the vocation cannot go without some of these things. So it means that there are initial learnings. So they must have, you know, had some kind of learnings, you know, in Christ. They must have learned a kind of life. It says, learn of me, I am meek, and then I am lowly. So there is a lowliness and meekness that these people have learned. Prior for, for the vocation. Now, the vocation is the vocation of oneness. You know, and that's why he's now able to describe it further. He says, for bearing one another in love. So there is something they have to do. There is a commandment to do to come to the realm of oneness. You now begin to talk about endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. This is these are these are commandment for the new man, like a, a man that has exercised his soul to a degree, because it's not every man that can work that can with meekness, you know, like, let me say it the way it's just written here. I said, it's not every man that can work worthy of the vocation. Not to talk of, you know, using meekness, using lowliness, using long suffering, because you need all of those things, you know, spiritual things or spiritual tools or spiritual, it's, it's, it's a character of the spirit that must have been born by the Holy, Holy Ghost. So the baptism has gone ahead, you know, before all of this can be, as you said, endeavoring to keep, you know, you must have some kind of uh, judgment for to keep or some kind of um, strength, power, grace that has been administered from a kind of baptism. But, you know, I, like I said earlier, baptism, the baptism or baptisms, they are inter, interwoven. So you, as you come out of one, you are entering into another. That's why they call it one. You know, we looked at, when we are looking at 
it last week, we were talking about one faith. And then we said there is what is called the faith towards God, faith of the Son. And then there is the faith of God, you know. So, and then we were able to look at the scriptures that spoke about Hebrews 6, 1, Galatians 2, 20, and then Colossians 2, 12, you know, talks about that, the different kind of faith. Yet it is faith. Because the truth is that if you learn, if you learn to trust God, you know, for your natural life, for example, when they begin to administer, you know, death, then you are also able to trust God because you knew you have used the kind of faith, you have exercised yourself in a way that has helped your heart to know that, you know, God would show up, you know, just like what David, you know, when he was prophesying about Jesus, he was talking about, he said, that will not leave my soul in show. And then you will not allow your Holy One to see corruption, you know. And the reason why Jesus was able to say that was because he has used faith so much that he knows that, you know, God will definitely come for him. You know, um, anyone that has not used faith at milk level, it, be, it might be a bit difficult. I want to use the word a bit because God can do, um, he can, can do a quick work in righteousness for souls, you know, but um, it will be difficult to be able to die to certain things. You know, and that's why you see a lot of Christians nowadays will tell you once shaved, forever shaved. Like when I shave once, I don't need to shave again. I've shaved eternally, you know, or I'm saved, you know, I've shaved. Like you, you cannot shave once and you'll be forever shaved. Like, no, because, you know, you have, man is, man is complex. Man is, man is a being that can house plenty things. So man is a spirit, he has a soul, he lives in a body. And inside the soul, you still have certain apartment, the mind, intellect, emotion, and then he has his heart, you know. So, and then in the heart zone, those areas, there's still upper part of the heart, still have what's called the conscience. So there are so many things that, you know, um, that the man is, that God read me to purify for, for that man to be able to say, I am truly saved or I am saved. So, and that's why you see, like I was saying last week, that there, God doesn't, you see the way Paul was describing this thing in, in four. He was saying, um, walk worthy of, of the vocation where it ye are called, wit. So it's not just one thing. It's plenty things that goes along for you to achieve oneness. Like for you to come into this oneness, said, in our said, with lowliness, with meekness, with long suffering, with forbearing, or forbearing one another. So when you do that, you are learning something. There is something when you forbear your brother. There is something you are learning. You are you are aligning with the Godhead. You know that they, they are the uh, that they call it the first brethren. They are brethren. You know how can they? They can live. You know you would not be you would not be. Um, is it? That is the word adopted or brought into their fellowship if we don't practice or if 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 doctrine does not bring us to this place you know and then if we don't obey the instruction of the doctrine of christ first the doctrine of the holy spirit which is the baptism of the holy spirit see that word baptism of the holy spirit that we came into when they when we gave when we gave our lives to christ and then we received the holy ghost the baptism 
you know, like we established it from the book of Acts 19 last week. I don't know. I don't even know why I'm rushing. Like, I feel I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm running. Okay, let me just flow. Amen. Amen. Okay, so last week we were learning Act 19 and then we saw when Paul, maybe we should just read that place and then I'll come back here. I think Pastor Jimmy should read for us. Act 19 is a class, so let's, let's interact. Let me just feel everybody. Acts 19, sir, from where, sir? From verse 1. Verse 1 to, let's just say verse 7 or verse 6. Verse 7, yeah. Okay, so Acts 19, 1 to 6. Mm-hmm. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said to them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Mm-hmm. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, mm-hmm. saying unto the people. Amen. That- Hold on there. So you see there, you see what I, I just want us to see something. I said, then, then so then Paul then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying. Yes, sir. So, so that baptism of repentance is a saying, is a speaking. So beyond just putting them into water, he's, he's repenting them via his words. Like, you know, let me use it like that. Just allow me, you know, high-level uh, spiritual statement. You know, just like our daddy would say it. I'm just queuing, or let me queue at the back of Pastor Jeff, just like your pastor, our pastor, Pastor Jeff would say it, you know. You know, so. I listen to Pastor Jeff a lot. You know, I, I try as much as possible to follow Pastor Jeff. And also Pastor Femi, if I hear that they are preaching somewhere, I'll just tune in so that I can follow, follow and be baptized, you know, into their baptism. Amen. So, 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 so you hear that word saying, you know, saying, saying. So, I just want us to establish something that baptism is saints. So what baptizes us to their baptism is saints beyond the sign. So we have moved. We uh, What I'm doing this evening is that I'm even it up a bit. And I'm emphasizing something different. So if you listen to the message is different, as in you will find out that there are emphasis in each of those messages the first day. We spoke more about the immersion into water, and I emphasized this so much. And then the second day, we begin to look in between the two, and then we looked at different baptisms. So now we are looking at, you know, a kind of baptism that is more of speaking, you know, and, you know, because if you have lots of words, you know, what will happen is that that is what is called immersion. So what John was doing was that he was immersing them into a kind of baptism called the baptism of repentance. Continue. Um, okay. 
Okay, sir. Then Paul, John ver then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him. Man, hold on there. So there is a there is what repentance does that it leads us into a kind of that's when believe. You know, it opens up, it opens us up into believing in Jesus. So you see how this baptism works. I want to show us, I'm showing us that is the same thing, is one. You cannot separate John from Jesus. You know, Jesus is also the one showing, sorry, John is the one showing the nest allocation. That's why for you to enter into Jesus' baptism, you must accept John's baptism. Do you, do you understand? So immediately you refuse that baptism, all that baptism will be shut. You will be shut out from every other baptism. Because it's one, it's one flow. That's where you is one body, is one law, one, one, one spirit, one hope of your calling. Amen. 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 Are you following me tonight? Are, are yes, you, so you, you get what I'm trying to say, like is a flow. So this other one opens you up to the next allocation. That's what it does. So believe that they should believe on him, which should come after him. So that's what that baptism does. You open the next person or the next doctrine to us or the next saints. Continue, Uncle Jim. Yes, sir. On him, that is, on Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You see? So because they were already baptized with one baptism, they yes, were sir. qualified for the next baptism. Yes, sir. Continue. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, Mm -hmm. The Holy Ghost came on them, and they mm -hmm. spake with tongues and prophesied. Mm -hmm. And all the men were about 12. About 12. Read on, read on. Let's just read it on. Okay. Let's just and, read it. To the synagogue, and mm -hmm. spake boldly for the space of three months. Three Dis months. So what was he doing in that three months, sir? Disputing okay. and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, you see, um, sir, I don't want you to go. I just want us to interact. No problem, no. sir. What is, where does the kingdom start? Do you understand? As in, where does this kingdom start? It starts from that baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. Or let's say, let's say, the Bible says, and he lay hands on them. The Holy Ghost came on them. So that allocation, that thing that happens, because don't forget that the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but is in, the, is in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So until those disciples received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they could not receive the sayings of the kingdom. Paul mm. knew it. So he didn't start by just teaching them the kingdom. He baptized them first. So you understand. So some people might say, ah, let me just teach you, you know, when, when, if I if I if I just if 
There are some people that cannot hear Pastor Jeff, for example. Like there are some people that cannot even listen to Reverend K. Like not to talk of as in Christians that cannot listen. Not to talk of someone that is not baptized in the Holy Ghost. Do you understand? That person is far from it. You cannot start it. You cannot start that operation. That you are already shut out from that operation. You can you cannot even find it. There is nothing that will be said. That will make sense to you. The same way, if a person is in EGFM, for example, or our life meetings, for example, do you know that if the person is not baptized with repentance, it will be difficult for the person to find footing in the teaching of the kingdom of God. It will be hard. And that's why at times, if you hear some of our messages, it's around, at times, some of the messages that we even call the message of, we call Christ teaching, is a repentance from dead works. You know, God have a way of packaging those things again into those teachings. So, and then you begin to see your heart repenting yes, as teachings are coming. It's not just the teaching of the kingdom alone. There are some baptism that is going on there, even baptism of John, because if you... If you read some of the things John said in the book of John, you'll be wondering, like, is it John that looks like somebody that is, has one footing in the kingdom? You know, he has so much sight, you know, and let, let's, let's go on. Let's, let me leave that. Let's just go on. Let's read on. Yes, sir. Verse 9. But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, it departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. One Tyrannus. You see that thing? There's something he was doing. This is baptism. He was, he was working tirelessly to bring some people into a new zone. Continue. And this Listen. continued by the space of two years. You see baptism. Yes, baptism doesn't happen once. It happens over the years. Is a yes, continuous so. Yes, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Let's let's stop there. Let's 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 stop there. I just wanted to make us see something like you know, it was more like a a, a shifting of art into something new. Entirely. So there is need for, for disputing. Huh. You know, there is need for dialoguing. And huh. there is need for interaction with the soul, with sprinkling, you know, and immersion. So, you know, a lot of things are, you know, and that is actually deliverance. That baptism is deliverance from another kind of baptism. Huh. Amen. 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 But let me let me just emphasize something before we go. Let's go back to the Ephesians 4. And um, you can read for me again. So I just want to establish something that uh, Ephesians 4, let's read from verse 4. Okay, sir. <clears throat> Ephesians 4, verse 4. There is one body <clears throat> and one spirit, one spirit. even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. Hold on. So what is the 
hope of our college. So it means that, um, Pastor Jimmy, if I don't land, what will land me into hope of my calling is when I come into um, the understanding of what God called one. You get what I'm trying to say, like one. So what is the, the, um, like the denominator? Like I'm trying to say, what qualifies other, is it adjective now that we call it like, so everything that this thing is saying, there is one common denominator. One, 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 one. So there is one, there is one body, one spirit, one O of, our calling or your calling, one Lord, one faith, yes, one baptism, one God, and the Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. You see, so what makes me, uh, what makes me understand, or what makes us understand? What the body is truly, or what the body truly is, is when we come to one. Mm. What makes us understand what the spirit is, because the spirit here is the capital letter spirit, mm. is that thing called one. So, so when you are at a level in baptism, when you are at a level in baptism, maybe a very low level in baptism, you have not come into the one. Mm. Do you understand? You know, that yeah. which Jesus said, one thing is necessary. Like one thing. There is actually one thing they are always trying to say. But each mm. of those baptism or each of the, of, the, of the one is to bring us into one. Like, for example, there must be a season in our life whereby our conversation is one. And that's where God wants the church to get to. Whereby, you know, we are not saying what your brother is saying is not different from what you are saying. Uh, You understand? He said that all of you should say the same thing. Like, I'm paraphrasing that scripture that you are saying, you know, your conversation is the same. It's because of one. Because... The truth is that when my hope is different from your hope and we are still using faith, is no one. Yes, yes, sir. You get what I'm trying to say? So I am using, I have hope. So that is, so the way we can only arrive at one God is when we come into the unity of that one or hope or faith or spirit. Oh, and that's what we all should strive uh-huh. to come into. For example, um, and we thank God for where we are currently. Like, you know, God is really helping us to, to and is narrowing down these things to us and, you know, just showing us. But let's let's just read on. I, I just want us to read, read um, that Ephesians 4. Let's read on. Let's just read 7 to, let's say, like, like 15. Let's just read Okay, sir. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Mm. Wherefore he said, 
when he ascended on up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Mm-hmm. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. Amen. So that he might feel all things. So what is the aim of Jesus in doing all of this? Uh, Uncle Jimmy. Uh, to feel all things, sir. To feel everything. To feel all things, but to bring us to one. That's one. what, what uh, don't, don't leave that thing. You see that word one? One. Yes, sir. My emphasis, like, you know, to bring us into one. You see that one is, and that's why you see when they, they are talking about one body, one spirit. God wants us to arrive at one. But you see, you cannot arrive at one if you don't journey through all things, for example. Yes, sir. You understand? Or if you don't journey through all the baptisms. So, yes. But the baptism is just like when Jesus said, I am the way, then the truth, which is a covenant of the way, and then the life, which is everlasting mm-hmm. life, right? So, okay. so that journey, you see that journey is one. Mm-hmm. But the only way you can get to one is when you land in life. Yes, sir. But if you are still in the way, you, they cannot say you are one with us. That's what I'm trying to say tonight. Like, so you must finish your course. And that's why if you refer back to Ephesians 4 verse 1, he said, I beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation. So there is a vocation. Is a, is a vocation. That's why I want you to, yeah, this is a, this is a spiritual understanding must be given us. Like you know, you have to you have to work worthy so that you can land somewhere. Yes, sir. And yes, where sir. does he want us to land? One, one, yes, one, sir. one, oh, one body, one body, one yeah. spirit. You cannot one. talk anything but one. That's why when Jesus is speaking, he's speaking from the realm of one. He's one. He's just one. He's one. He's one. So. He can now lay bridge for one. You get, he will lay doctrine for one. So he knows that if you walk in this path, then you will land in God. As the end of our baptism, you get like, he's one. Yes, sir. And it will take vocation to bring us there. Amen. Let's read on. Let's just read on. Amen. Yes, sir. Verse 10. Verse, verse 10, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might so, feel all things. Yes. Hold on. What is Jesus doing here? He's building bridge. Yes, sir. You understand? He's bridging, he's building pathway. It's to one. To one. Thank you. I, I like that. I, I, I like that statement. One. Yes, sir. One. One. So if you, if you meet Jesus today, if you ask mm-hmm. Jesus, uh, Jimmy. Yes, sir. If you ask Jesus, you say, Jesus, my daddy, sir, what is your will concerning mm. my life? He said, I want you to be one with me. That's yeah. his will. As in, that's, see, everything that we are talking about, you, you get what I'm trying to say? Yes, sir. I want you to be one with me. 
And he's not saying that you should go and change your look. Mm. He's not saying you should go and be wearing um, or putting on, what is it called? Uh, what, what do they call these uh, clothes that ladies wear? Gown. You know, the Jesus they, they presented to us is the one that put on gown and has long hair. That's not the way you will be one with him. Besides, if you dress like that, when you meet Jesus, you'll be surprised that probably he doesn't even dress like that. Maybe he's wearing glory. You understand? Mm. So, uh, because when John saw him, he said, he said something different about him. His face is like... Um, He's like, uh, is it fire? His legs are like, uh, his hair are like wool. Uh, you know, he was just describing something that I cannot even explain, really. He was just using natural things to describe supernatural, you know, regalia or garments you, you get, like he's wearing. So you cannot be one like that with him if you mimic him in the natural. Mm. Do you understand? So, um, but... You know that even when they lay hands on you and you speak with tongues, you find out that your tongues is different from your wife's own, Uncle Jimmy. Am I saying something? Yes. You understand? Yes. Like, you know, some tongues are some tongues are zo, 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 zo. You see tongues. Some tongues sounds like like some there is one, one of our brother then in Lagos. When the guy is praying in tongues, I'm always scared. Like, as in, I don't think my tongue is on again. <laughs> you know, there are some tongues that is very, very powerful. You just say, and you see sweat. Whoa. When you hear such tongues, you know that. No, you need to help your game, man. You know, so when I heard that the, our daddy, Reverend Kyle Deo Yeguki, you know, spoke with tongues, eh? I was like, ah, man, my tongue, they learn. You know, there are some tongues that when you hear that, you just stop speaking in tongues. You speak, you speak with understanding. Lord, I thank you. Like, you know, like, no. There is a way your tongue will just have to, like, ah, these are, these are tongues. They are tongues of angels. But you know that we are not one. That way, mm-hmm. because I speak in tongues and you speak in tongues does not make us one. Mm. So, mm. until so, what makes us one? Hmm? We can mm. say what makes us one is when we come to having, let me just say the way it comes to me, divine nature. You mm. understand? You know, so divine nature is their nature, that one. It cannot change. Because you know that this tongue you spoke when you first got born again is not the one you are speaking now. So that one has changed. Mm. So it has changed. But there is something that cannot change. Mm. And that's what thing that, so that's where we are one. You know, so we have to come to one. Let's read on, let's read on so that it will not just look like, you know, I'm saying something. Yes, sir. And he gave some apostles Mm -hmm. and some prophets Mm -hmm. and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers 
for the perfecting of the saints, for mm -hmm. the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Hold on. on. So, so we can say it like this. Let's just, let's just look at it from where we are coming from. Yes, uh, the reason why he gave all those gifts is so that we will come, right? Yes, sir. To one, one yes. faith. Because it yes. started by unity of faith. Of, of the spirit. He said, we all come in the oh. unity of the faith. Faith, yes, sir. Faith, as in that is the faith, right? Yes, sir. And yeah. then, so that is one faith, right? Thank you. So of the knowledge of the son. So we can also say the unity of knowledge of the son. We can say one son or one of God. We can say that son of God, our daddy called it the father, right? So, and then he says unto a perfect man. So is one man a Use the word a perfect man, one mm. right it says unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, right? Yes, sir. So, and we don't forget that what the Godhead is what feel Christ, yes, sir. Yeah, so Christ is the fullness of the Godhead, the body, the one that carries that fullness. So when you hear the fullness of the measure, the stature, the measure of the stature, sorry, of the fullness, that is, that is all the baptism arrayed in one. Sir. Is it making any sense? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So thank you, sir. So it's baptism that will do this. Yes. Is, 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 is baptism. I just want us to see that. So um, we can say what life meeting is doing in summary is taking us through baptism. Aren't we blessed? Bless us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are... Yes. Thank you. So we are blessed yes, to have God raised or Jesus raises gifts amidst us mm. to bring us to this place of one. Yes, sir. Of one. Wow. And then when we are one, something will happen. Read verse 14. Yes, sir. Verse 14. Mm. That we henceforth be no more children. Be no more children. It means that when we are children, bro, Jimmy, we are no, we are no one. Yes. When we are children, children is no one. You cannot claim to be one, you don't have the same hope in the realm of mm -hmm. children. So this will give you light to know that ah, some people when they have when people have different hopes, they are children. So those people, we still need to pray for them, just like the way Jesus prayed for them. Because when Jesus was speaking to them while he was ascending, you know, they said something to him. You know, firstly, he prayed for them in John 17, he said that they might be one. Even as we are one, in Act 1, he was talking to them, and then they were telling him, when are you going to restore back the kingdom of Israel? You know, like the kingdom of Israel, what are we talking about? Okay, you guys gather at the upper room. 
so that they can baptize them. And then that baptism is the beginning of their journey into one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Into one. So it means that, God forbid, Brother Jimmy, God forbid that we get it to heaven. Oh, you know, we see God and we are not one. You know, that thing is a very, <laughs> that's one of my fears. Like, you know, God, God should not invest so much in our lives. And then we see him and we are not one. Because if you are not one with God, then all the prayers that Jesus prayed for you, you know, even as an high priest, it means that the thing did not totally fulfill that which it was sent for. You know, like the prayers he made didn't fully happen. Okay. You understand? So, so may God not let me be a bad investment. Like, yeah, so, so the achievement, God has truly achieved when we arrive and we are one. You understand? So that is, besides, you are a delight, your father. Yes. You understand? So, I, so just read on. Let's just finish that, and then I go on. I move away from it. Yes, sir. That we henceforth be no more children, no tossed more children. to and fro, mm. and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Hmm. So it means that, oh, sorry, sorry, just let me continue. It means that doctrine will carry you around. So there is a doctrine you need that will not allow wind to carry you. Yes, sir. Or let's say that there is a baptism, and that baptism is baptism into one. One, yes, sir. So yes, if sir. I take one baptism, maybe baptism of repentance, I might further go on to baptism of, of uh, what is it called? I must go on to baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ and go on into the baptism of the Son of God and then go on to the baptism of the Father and then go on to the baptism of God. You know, just keep on going. If there is any other thing, go. Just move as long as it's inside God. Yes, sir. Because he already stated it above. He said, unto a perfect man. And you see, he's not stopping. He always said, till we all come unto the unity of faith first and unto the, and, and of the knowledge of the Son of God. And unto a perfect man. Those are measures. And unto another measure. Unto the measure of the stature, of the fullness, because he knows that if you stop, those winds called doctrinal winds, they are strong yes, enough to shift souls yes, from God. You understand? So you will need plenty baptism, but it's baptism into one. Yes, sir. You know, just read on. Yes, sir. Um, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men mm. and cunning craftiness, mm. whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Let's stop there. I, I just want us to stop there. And then, you know, I, that there are so many. So we can say the reason for baptism is so that we can escape these ordered winds. Yes, sir. You understand because the truth is, if you are not baptized properly, you can fall down to the nest allocation. And Satan is very wise, he can catch up with you. And that's why Paul, when he met with the disciples, he said, With baptism, are you baptized? If they stay there for too long, they will not be able to come into the will or all the will of God for them. Yes, sir. And, um, 
Let me read from my manual. So because of our time, I just rush this. I'll, I think I've been able to speak so much about doctrine and then, you know, see how we can come into all of that. Um, how many times must a Christian be baptized? Like, okay, so this baptism, uh, being baptized here means that he's talking about how many times you need to be baptized. For example, if you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, you don't have to be baptized in the Holy Ghost again. If you are baptized in the immersion of water, you don't have to be baptized again. You know, but probably if you do it in the days of ignorance and you feel you still need some aid, okay? But, you know, the truth is, it's there. It's just, you, you know, it's just for your own heart now to be helped. But uh, you do it once if that is for, if it is not a doctrine baptism, like the doctrine baptism is, it has to be continuous. So we land at, you know, one, like I, like I said, or land in one, you know, um, like I said earlier. So once, if it is done according to, laid down pattern that is there in the scripture. There are certain sections of the body of, of the body of our Lord who use baptism for different things and therefore baptize but and therefore baptize more than once. And that is unscriptural and erroneous. Like I said earlier, you know, you are supposed to just be baptized once. Uh, for, for someone like me, um, I I got, when I was born, I was baptized in the Catholic church and it was baptism of, uh, sorry, sprinkling. And I was young. They only told me, I didn't, I wasn't aware. So um, after I gave my life to Christ, and I think we've established that in the previous teaching, I had to go for baptism, proper baptism, immersion into water. So if your case is like that, you might want to, you know, also get baptized. So um, I'm going down to water baptism now. So who is qualified to be baptized? I think we've said a lot around here. Every time people were baptized in the scripture, they were baptized by men or women, by, by men and women who stood in and function as ministers. What is ministry? That is ministry gift, sorry. So, so, ministry, so ministry gift are those who can baptize also, baptism can be done by others under the supervision of a minister. Yeah. So, for example, Jesus sent his disciples to baptize and not laymen. So, somebody that have worked with a minister or somebody that is under a minister, like for example, Pastor can Pastor Jeff can look at some people in Ottawa and said, okay, I think uh, a baptism. You know, maybe you want to organize a baptism and say, okay, I think you should you should undo it. You know based on the authority on, vested on him, you know, under our parents, you know, and, you know, that baptism will become valid in the spirit, you know. So can water, can water baptize, uh, sorry, water baptism make me a Christian or born again? No, it cannot, you know, water baptism cannot and will never make anyone a child of God. Anyone who will be a child of God must believe in Jesus first and confess him to be Lord of his or her life. Water baptism is an outward demonstration 
of an inward work. You know, we already established that from the teaching. I don't want to go into all of that again. You know, for some of us that were not here last week meeting, I think th these messages are recorded. You, you might want to listen to them again. You, you know, you see a lot of you know, some of the things that uh, I'm just running through now. Uh, uh, you hear them in that message. Uh, in the previous messages, sir. So um, if a believer is not baptized in water before he dies, will such person go to hell? So these are questions that, you know, some people ask, uh, okay, so if I don't fulfill all righteousness, for example, you know, I remember when I started and I, I was talking about fulfilling all righteousness, when Jesus spoke in the book of Matthew 3, verse 15, they let it be so that... Um, it may be that we fulfill all righteousness, like, you know, so um, you can see, you know, a lot of people like, okay, if I don't fulfill all righteousness, will I go to hell? The answer is a capital scriptural no. But what makes people go to hell? Because some people can believe in Jesus before they die. For example, somebody is on the sick bed. He has never been baptized. And then he gave his life to Christ. Would that person go to hell? For example, this thief beside Jesus on the, on the cross, you know, Jesus told that thief, he said, today, you'll be with me in paradise, even though he has never been baptized, you know. So I, and I've established it, if you listen to previous messages, that uh, being baptized help us to come into some other allocation. And I think I also mentioned it today. So that baptism opens you up to the next allocation of doctrine and of, um, of your journey into one or your journey to eternal life which is the way they are one. They all have the same life. And that's what makes them one. Both the spirit, the, the son and the father or the, or, or, and God has the same life. You know, so the same quality of life, you know, is what they have. And that's what makes them one. And that's the only way we can be one with them by partaking of that life. And we can come into it via baptism. This baptism is baptism by sprinkling by Blake Cow? It is not. Every scriptural example from that of Jesus to the book of Acts shows that people were dipped in water. So you can you can go back to see those the scripture, Matthew 3, 13, Acts 8, 36, you know, that place where um, Philip baptized the utopian eunuch and then like that, like that. And then we saw John too baptizing people. And then we saw him immersing them in water. And Jesus also went through baptism and was immersed in water. I'm done with the teaching. And, uh, I want to thank everybody for, for listening and attending. Uh, I don't know if we have any question before we pray. I am done. And if there is any question, then I'm more than willing to, to answer our questions. Uh, I'll just take one or two if, if you have. And... Praise God, sir. Hallelujah. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify something because you are saying that... Um, the baptisms, right? Like the aim is to bring us into one so that we can be one. Um, mm. That oneness, um, mm. at some point you were saying um, everlasting life. And I just wanted to 
ask if the one, like, if the entirety of the oneness is everlasting life or is actually eternal life. I just wanted to clarify that. Okay, so, um, okay, from my understanding of everlasting life and eternal life, you know, um, if that's what you're trying to say, because, um, like, are you trying to say, is it eternal life or everlasting life? Or are you trying to ask, is there a difference between everlasting life and eternal life? No, I'm not asking if there's difference. The oneness you were talking about, I wanted to know if you were referring to everlasting life or eternal life. Eternal life. Eternal life. Eternal life. More of the life of God, you know, makes us one with him, you know, so eternal life. Any other question? Any other question? Okay. Hmm. So if there are no questions, I just want us to pray. You know, I want us to pray for the administration of baptisms, you know, in our midst, like Christopher. Oh, okay. Pastor, yes, sorry, sir. No, go ahead, uh, Pastor. Oh, we pray. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you so much, sir, for your labor on this topic. I know <laughs> like this topic is a complex topic because of yeah. yes, yeah, different yes, things that you know, are brought together under the, mm. same, the sure. same umbrella of baptism. So, well, thank you, sir, for, for helping us just to walk through it. Um, I wanted to just sort of, um, uh, I would say maybe from Sister Farakami's question, I just wanted to make sure um, that we sort of um, get the, the main import of this teaching. Yeah. Um, you know, the reason why they included this chapter here is because um, the writer of Hebrews included um, doctrine of baptisms as one of the fundamental. Let's see if we can quickly read that place. In Hebrews chapter 6, I think. Let me see. Yeah, so Hebrews 6, verse, verse 1, it says, Therefore, leaving the principle of the elementary of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not yes. laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Yes. Of the doctrine of baptisms. Yes. And of laying on of hands and mm. of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. Mm. Yes, praise God. Yes, sir. Thank you, Pastor. Yes, yes so um, the reason why this is uh, part of this foundational, because the main purpose of this life class is to visit all mm. of the foundational things um, of, of our faith. So what this doctrine of baptisms is listed here as one of the principles of the doctrine of Christ. And so when you see, think of baptism, 
in this sense as a baptism as a principle. Um, so the main import or value of this teaching is not necessary to dive into the content of various um, kinds of, you know, although we summarized it, you know, various types of baptism. And I think it was very clear that um, the weight of the matter is in the, that aspect of seeing baptism as teaching. Then when you go into that world of baptism as teaching, you now discover that that's an inexhaustible world. world. That, yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, sir. Yeah. That's the summary of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that would now tell you that you can't just, we can't just enter there and then mm. just say, okay, this is what baptism is. Hmm. You know, like you were saying oneness, then we can just go there and say, okay, this is what oneness is. Hmm. And then that's it. So rather, uh, we have to see the, the whole point of this is to take, so sort of zoom out a bit and step back hmm. and define, is a def definition of a concept of baptism, which, and I believe why the, the Holy Spirit put this down as one of the foundational doctrines is because um, if the, the person doesn't grasp the concept of baptism, it will be difficult for that person to apply the provision of the word of God to their soul properly. Sure. Yeah. So, like you said, sir, summarizing baptism, baptism actually is for to produce oneness, right? In this, in summary, at the end. Yes, of, sir. Yes, sir. Like it's an immersion, actually. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. It's an immersion to produce oneness, but that oneness is, um, is not only speaking about the final point where the soul becomes one with God okay. or maybe what you call eternal life and that's part mm -hmm. of it. but mm -hmm. the main point of the teaching is to show teach about the concept of oneness that if the soul doesn't understand the concept of oneness that soul will never even get to the point where becoming one with we'll God one with God is true yes. yes sir yes sir because Every step is like a step towards oneness, but mm. what the soul needs to become one with, um, that's what doctrine has broken down into many things. And you see that, first of all, the soul must become one with Christ first sure. before the, the soul becomes one with God. You know, you see then... When you speak of oneness with Christ, there's first of all oneness, even in spirit. That's where it stands. Mm -hmm. yes, if, if you are joined with Christ, you are mm -hmm. one in spirit. spirit with Him. So mm -hmm. even the new birth is a kind of oneness. Then when you come into the season of the milk of the word, then you begin to that's a preparatory season, mm -hmm. right? Which is sort of the season where this teaching is around, you sort of prepare the soul for 
the journey of oneness in the soul, right? Which is um, oneness with Christ and oneness with God. Those are two beings that we need to be one with. So oneness just means alignment, the same, coming into the exact same essence, having the same content, same judgment, same mind. Um, so, so it means the soul must be one with Christ. When you go into being one with Christ, you know, there are many things that one must be one with in Christ. He must be one with his faith. He must be one with his love. <laughs> you must have the same hope. That is one with his, with his hope, one with his faith, one with his love. Then when you go into God, you now see they break God into. So it's almost like bringing him down into different you know, um, doctrinal, you know, curriculums that the soul must become one with. So, but you now see very clearly that if a person doesn't understand the concept of baptism, it's not really, it's not possible for the person for, to have the right orientation towards the ministry of revelation, or it's not possible to have the right orientation or attitude towards doctrine per se, right? Um, because um, if you just think of every one of us where we started with from <clears throat> getting born again, um, it's very clear that uh, I think not, almost none of us had that concept of oneness in, in our mind, really. Even if we did, we had it in a cliche way where we just say, you know, if we didn't have any, the cliche wasn't even correct. We usually say maybe we are one with God or something. But the, that concept of oneness being a journey and a pursuit, um, which has to be done by teaching, um, coming into doctrine and receiving revelation of the definition of what you need to become one with. And that progressive journey through doctrine for change to occur gradually and gradually until that alignment with what is being revealed occurs. That understanding is the understanding of the doctrine of baptism, right? So if a, a person, I want to describe somebody who doesn't understand the doctrine of baptism, um, that will be somebody who doesn't fully grasp the content, the con, sorry, who doesn't fully grasp the content, con, sorry, who doesn't fully grasp the concept of um, that progressive change in the soul to align with something, an image that is exact in the spirit. Right? That's a concept that every soul, and every soul doesn't, doesn't have that at the same time. There will be a point where the, a, a person must must come into that realization that this is a demand that God has in, as a, for you as a Christian. And the person must come into accepting that and then begin to um, align with God's provision, either through maybe the ministry, the word of God, revelation, and all of those things to come into that. So the blessing, sorry, the, the important um, takeaway from this teaching um, if anybody's wondering, okay, wow, these things we've been saying, there are so many, you know, how do you, you know, really, what is the real blessing here? 
um, this is it. The blessing here is, and we don't take it for granted, and I don't take it for granted that every single one of us has, has had that you know, realization. You know, it's very possible for one to be around waters of revelation where God has given so much provision to make this baptism a call, right? For maybe the waters, or he has brought you right to the stream or the river where baptism should happen. But it is not a guarantee that because you're seeing the water flowing and everything, it doesn't mean that the baptism, the soul is actually um, engaged with this baptism. And so this is something that we have to labor every single one of us. We have to labor to, to fully grasp the concept of baptism like Jesus taught it. You know, when he was about to leave in Matthew, Matthew 28, right? He was saying to them that you should go ye into the world and then, you know, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. And we've, we've rightly called that thing almost like the Great Commission. It's just that we're, we are thinking about it like evangelism, but it's not true. And that's actually one of the most important things you know, that Jesus commissioned for the church, that the church should be a place of baptism where um, the souls are, are constantly, where every Christian comes and embraces that concept and you get to a point where you're no longer in your heart are at war with the idea that the core of your Christian journey is about you losing a setting, you know, sort of yourself. You know, if you want to look at it from Romans chapter six, right? He said, as if you are, as you are baptized, you know, with him, you're buried with Christ in baptism. And it was describing baptism there, you're buried with him. And then in saying, as Christ was also raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so should you walk in newness of life. So that concept of dying, you know, coming with what you have, who you are, and agreeing to sow that in death so that another person can arise, something else can arise. And that person is the person, a new you, that will need to be brought to you by revelation or, or is like, you being willing to find yourself in the depth of the waters that God has provided, right? It's like you bring yourself and you, you, you subject, immerse yourself in the water, or you're immersed in the water, and then somewhere in that water, your former self dies, and inside that water, it, it constructs a new person. Mm -hmm. uh, so that concept is something that every person who is a Christian must know is a foundational understanding of being a, a Christian that no Christian should live oblivious to the fact that you are supposed to be giving to waters, the waters which the Lord will provide are waters of revelation, waters of truth, right? And that every soul must partake and use those waters to make that oneness happen. So it means that everything that the Lord reveals in the Bible is something for you to become. That's someone with such a mentality, someone who has understood the doctrine of baptism, right? Someone who doesn't understand the doctrine of baptism is someone who might just see the Bible as just words that are written. 
that you can read, interpret in how you see fit to support your life or to get your answers or to have your needs met or all the different reasons we've used the Bible for. But understanding the doctrine of baptism reorients you to see the real purpose for the scripture, for doctrine, for the gospel, for the Bible, and all of those resources which the Lord gives, which is to, to allow for the soul to be submitted to that kind of change that brings, it's always about being one with something, right? Every time you interact with the word of God, a standard is being revealed, right? And that standard, the, an understanding of the doctrine of baptism is what creates the right response in the heart towards every moment of revelation, every point where there is you know, a breakthrough moment where the Lord breaks through with his voice by teaching, by revelation, by doctrine. Right? This, this is something that needs to be established in every single heart and, and it's not optional. And one of the benefits of you know, embracing this concept or this doctrine of baptism is that if you are able to embrace it, and that's one of the, the main reason for anything foundation, right? Foundation means what should be in place for you to build upon. Right? Something, foundation means something that is given for the support of another, right? It's something that has to become before for to help something else that needs to stay on top of it. Right? That's the meaning of foundation. So if in Hebrews 6, there's six mentioning this doctrine of baptism as a foundational principle. Another word for principle means principle means first, means it comes first. It comes principle means principle, principle or principal means the first thing. So it's, it's one of the first things that has to be in place. It means that if understanding of the doctrine of baptisms is not there, then you'll find there'll be a lot of struggle Right. It's try, it would be like trying to build a house without an, a key element of the foundation missing. And, and I, I believe that, I feel that I have seen this play out a lot in the lives of you know, some people where um, it's almost like they come into a season of or an environment or a community um, of you know, revelation knowledge. You know, where the scripture is being opened by God's grace, the Holy Spirit is speaking, you know, doctrine is being released, you know, that this kind of community, like the kind of community we find ourselves in. And someone can come into this sort of community, but doesn't understand this foundation, doesn't have this foundation. So what happens is if um, for there, and there are many reasons that can keep someone around a community like this. You know, one of the reasons could just be that, wow, people here love each other. <laughs> you know, simple things like that. Wow, I love the way they relate with each other. You know, everyone is so respectful to each other. It's so nice. You know, there are different things because by God's grace, if the Lord, you know, creates a community around the culture of the spirit of the world, after some time you begin to see fruit begin to be born and fruits are attractive. And so fruits can also attract some people and they can come around and someone can, and um, people can be around this kind of community, but without having um, um, key aspects of the foundation, meaning what are the things that the life is built upon? Like what are the key understanding 
the key principles that the life is built upon. And what I found is that if you have people who come in, who come around such season or, you know, or communities like that and just hang around but not understand the foundation, and then maybe they begin to hear revelation, you know, this is that Christ, in Christ there's faith, hope, and charity, and then you begin to hear, okay, you know, you have to understand the concept of consanctification, you know, consecration, separation, you know, you divide, you know, Christ, then move into everlasting life, different with everlasting life. You know, all of those things, these are doctrines. And it seems like it's just unending, doctrine, doctrine, doctrine. So um, what that can do easily is that can weary a soul. Because if the soul hasn't embraced the concept of baptism, Right. And it is, and the way Jesus Christ put it in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus was almost saying that um, the context in which there is that division of the giving of the names of God or the persons of God, you know, he, he said, baptizing them, go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son. And the Holy Ghost, you know, separating those persons and saying that it's saying that it is within the context of baptism is that people, someone can only come into, you know, being one or receiving the name of those persons through baptism. I mean, there has to be, you know, sort of an orientation of the heart, right? That that will allow the person to, you know, um, want to go through a a season of death or a process of death, which is, you know, letting go of what you are holding and subjecting yourself to be progressively disintegrated in, in your thoughts, in how you see things, in your, your worldview, in your, you know, all that you know, your nurture and your nature has programmed into you up to that particular point. And it's not easy for, um, you know, if, if someone doesn't receive that, you know, that um, emphasis in their heart at some point and make up their mind, I'm going to subject myself to this thing. You know, it's not easy for someone to subject their thinking pattern to being dismantled. You know, it's not easy for someone to do it. They would just ask you, why? why? Why can't I just be myself and be your friends? Why can't I be myself and be around you? Why can't I just think the way I do and do things the way I do and follow the way I know how to do things and just, be you know that kind of thing some people can have that kind of mind but it's the understanding of this foundational principle of the doctrine of baptisms that's what not kills that thing and it's necessary you know it's the willingness baptism is a demonstration of dying and being resurrected that's all it is it's a it's a, it's a symbol of losing yourself and allowing something else to arise is a fundamental principle of the doctrine of Christ. And so that's something I just want to encourage everybody that if you find somewhere in your heart, maybe you're, there's still something in you that hasn't fully, you know, rested into that kind of a dealing, you know, where you are immersed fully into the waters. And those waters are doctrines. You know, they are variety of, you know, understanding. You know, and so and and just to go a little bit just deeper, um, is that what, you know the concept of baptism? That's why I, I know our pastor was emphasizing, Pastor Ceci 
was emphasizing on that immersion aspect, right? Um, I think you were saying that even you yourself, sir, you were you got the sprinkle baptism as a baby, which is just you know, yes, sprinkle yes, water. On yes, you. Sir. <laughs> then, but there's that emphasis, you know, by the spirit on immersion is because that sprinkling thing it doesn't do justice. It doesn't fully explain the meaning of baptism. Right? It doesn't. You will lose. We lose a lot if we yes, attribute sprinkling of water to baptism because mm. baptism means it's like. It, it, there has to be, it happens, number one, for you to be baptized, it means you must be baptized in an amount of water that is greater than your body mass by some degree. Right? In other words, water that you can put in your pocket or carry in a cup or carry in your, in your palm cannot baptize you. Right? It has to be a significant body of water that can take your whole person. So that is a, is a sign that this is metaphorically accurate that um baptism there's a deep you know connotation with you know the a posture of complete submission and co- complete surrender to something that is way above you that is way beyond you that is almost unending the way a river that's flowing is unending like when a flowing river you're in a river you're walking into a river you know, even the waves can even scare you. You feel like it can carry you away. So it can feel so intimidating. And in fact, one thing that the river does to you, if you have ever stepped into a real a river with a real current, is that it's almost like it comes with almost a threat. Um, I can kill you at any moment. If I'm here to kill you or to take you away, that's the feeling you get because of the scariness of the, the flow of a river. And that is the same kind of feeling that when they bring the soul into a season of doctrine or, or that kind of environment of revelation, it, it, it will always, if it is a, a season or a place or a community where it's freely submitted to the spirit of God, you know, to carry out such work, souls must have such kind of feeling. It will almost be like a feeling of, as if you are drowning in, 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 in information or you are drowning in, you know, you know, so much, and that's how the Bible is, you know, so much of whom we have so many things to say, according to that Hebrews 5, which where Paul, the writer of Hebrew, was flowing from into chapter 6, right? He'll say of, of Melchizedek, the Melchizedek, sorry, of whom we have so much, so much, so much, so many things to say, right? But you're a doll of hearing, and that's how it's supposed to be. There are so many things. He's talking about abundance of revelation, abundance of waters. You know, it would be as if God is unending, Christ is unending. You've been teaching and teaching and teaching, but why is it not ending? It's because it's a, it's a water, it's a stream that's meant to, to almost drown you and raise you back again a different way. But if a soul doesn't understand the doctrine of baptism and have made a decision about it, such souls can get very, very discouraged about the nature of such a season. Or why would God structure it like that as if he's trying to end everything about you? Because that's what he's actually meant to do. So I pray that um, this teaching will, would have helped us to you know, um, align our hearts with, with that uh, idea. And the Lord will help us to give ourselves more to it. Um, Okay, sorry, sir. Over to you, Pastor. 
Pastor, thank you so much, sir, for the um, is it breakdown or like us going back to the things that I think we started with, and then um, so my the first time we we broke it down in in a way, and then the second time we broke it down also in a way, and then this time we heaved it up to to the place of you know just seeing an holistic view of what uh, the baptisms are all about. But is um, like you said. The emphasis is more on the foundational aspect. And I like the way you helped us, you know, summarize it in such a way that we are able to also, like you're able to help us emphasize the fact that um, we are supposed to be baptized, like um, to align ourselves to the revelation light as they come um, at different phases, which is in the Holy Spirit, Christ, and then, in, in in the in the Son of God or the Father, so you know, just like um, what you said, what the Book of Matthew twenty eight said, yes. that's very very well very well well aligned, so that you know, um, we can also appreciate those moments of um, fellowship that transforms us, mm-hmm. you know, even in our own individual lives, you know, whereby we fellowship with the Lord and then something is reviewed and then, you know, you can border image immediately. Like you can, you just know that there is a shift yes, in sir. judgment as a result of communion. Yes. You sir. know, so it's also some kind of um, baptism that, you know, every believer that wants to grow should enjoy. Yes. You know, we should all enjoy that, you know, as we grow. And, um, I think um, I answered uh, for Lakemi from the holistic point of view, like, okay, this is what I'm saying today. Mm. And that's it, you know, <laughs> like yes, at the end of the day, you know, that's where we are expected to land. But um, also, if if we look at it from a judgment, that if, we, if you are mm. Christ, in the scheme of things, is a great fit in the spirit. Mm. So, yes. Um, um, if you are being fully baptized in the baptism of the spirit which is the baptism of because there's a way you can also look at spirit from eternal standpoint and the end end game let me use that word is in our life yes but when you look at the holy ghost from another point there is his own baptism of making you a let's say a child of god which is a kind of conversion that matthew talked about so you know, those bits and pieces here should be appreciated in the foundational teaching. Yes, and uh, I like the way you brought it in. and it's, it's, it's going to help us greatly to appreciate, you know, what has been taught so far. Uh, like I said earlier, aren't we blessed to, 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 to be blessed to have, um, to have God raise ministers like this in our midst you know, for, to help us move into all the allocations of God. I want us to pray tonight, you know, like that God, you know, one of the things that stood out for me while ministering was that scripture um, Ephesians 4, and I just want us to pray from that place, um, you know, where the Bible says that we henceforth be no more children. You know, Pastor Jeff also mentioned that there is a way you can be deceived, you know, being in the waters, you know, there's just that, that company that, um, corporate grace carrying us and making us feel like maybe because these words are being said then ah you have it already you are 
you have eternal life like or everlasting life like eternal life and everlasting life or everlasting life judgment is so high it's so high you know it's so high you know it's so high that jesus said that uh, my cup you will drink oh but you see to sit by my right or my left that's how that judgment everlasting life eternal life judgment is high like um we'll need some kind of mercy and that's why i said um let me not say some kind of mercy. We need God's mercy, actually. Mercy of, of God, you know, to come into that judgment. But, you know, um, I like the book of Isaiah. I think Isaiah 28, where he was talking about line upon line, then precept upon precept, yeah, it leads to. And that's where, you know, the baptism, you know, comes in. I like, you know, I, I think I like the way we were able to explain it last week, talking about that is a curriculum, is a course, you know, just taking it, you know, just like you are patient in going through 100 level. If you don't pass 100 level, you can't go into 200. Just the same, it's just like, you know, is the baptism precedes the other, as in precede one another. I want us to pray that, you know, that the Lord will, the Lord will raise us, you know, the Lord will raise us, the Lord will give us understanding, you know, that the Lord will give us judgment, and also, um, that's one prayer. The other prayer is that we would, we would well align our heart. You know, Pastor Jeff mentioned something about the fact that um, we'll come to a place of like a resolution, you know, just paraphrasing his words, like, you know, I will resolve in my heart that I need to be aligned with this thing, you know, just like the Bible talks about Daniel proposing is that, you know, there is just a stage in our lives whereby you just know that, you know, I just need these things. You know, and there's a way that thing drives you to fellowship. It drives you to seeking after the Lord, really. And, you know, and wanting those baptisms. Because if you don't want, the Lord will not, you know, give it. You know, because those things will not be just cast to anybody without desire. I want us to pray that, you know, much more tonight. I ask for, you know, desire for alignment you know, understanding of these things that I'm designed, comprehension on in the different side, you know, that this foundation will be well, you know, will be well, will be properly um, uh, as visited by the Lord, you know, even as we take these teachings, you know, in the name of, can we just pray? Can we pray with our spirit? We have less than Six minutes, let's just spend time. And after in jesus name we pray amen in jesus name we pray you know i want us to pray you know um why pastor was speaking we could hear him talk about the stratus of those um who being one you know and um i think i emphasize it i emphasize it so much and there's a way um, the spirit is one with the Lord. There's a way the Lord is one, you know, with with um, with God and the Father. 
And if you see here, he said, he said something. He said, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. So they want us to, there's a way they also want those things to be arrayed in us. Just like, you know, what we heard, um, you know, you, there's a way God wants you to be in the season of Christ. There's a way God wants you to be in the season of the Spirit, actually. There's a way God wants you to be in the season of everlasting life, you know. And then in that season, there are measures of, you know, let's say faith, hope, and charity that are in those seasons that God wants us to measure up with. I think I spoke about that measurement last week when I was talking about there is a way we ought to be. Even though Paul was saying things about the fact that, you know, uh, there is a man, that there, is, there is such a man that, you know, that he will glory in, that is caught up in the heaven. So that man, is that, that is the man that I'm supposed to measure up with. He said, so that I will not be exalted above measures because there is a measure that God wants us to come to for every season. So meaning that in this season of my life, there is a measure in the curriculum of things. There is a, there is a pass mark for this season. And if I'm not measuring up like that, it will delay me for the next allocation. I want us to pray that the Lord will help us to measure up quickly, you know, in the season that we are, you know, because each and every one of us, I believe we are in different seasons. But the Lord in his mercy can, can, can do a quick walk in righteousness. I want us to pray for ourselves. Just pray with your spirit. Amen. Amen. You know, there is this prayer I see in my spirit. And I just want us to pray. And then that'll be that'll be love. That'll be. I want us to pray. You know, there is a way the Lord can, you might feel that uh, I've passed a particular season of my life, you know, uh, or in the or in the scheme of God's things, you know, for us, or allocation of God's things for us, or um, movement in this baptism. And you might just feel, ah, past, you know, this level, past that level, you know, that is just a kind of um, assumption or mm -hmm. presumption, which are which is a kind of sin before God. You know, the Holy Spirit might say certain things to you. I want you to do this, that it might just look so basic, you know, and it might just be what, you know, would help move into, you know, um, or pass the season. It might even happen for a period of time, just bringing some elementary things around, even though you are hearing very high, you know, high, high, I revelation, I was speaking as it were, but yeah, God might just want to do something particular to, to visit a kind of foundation. And yet, you know, um, I had people back in Nigeria, some people would just come and tell you that, Pastor, I felt I've passed this level and I'm just feeling Holy Spirit is just telling me, you know, 
I'll just tell them, you better go and obey the spirit. Like, you know, so pass which level? Which level do you think you have passed? I want us to pray for ourselves that, you know, if there, there is any way, you know, um, like the Lord will help our heart to humbly, to not be presumptuous. I think that's the word, like to not be presumptuous of seasons, but to be willing to obey. You know, at every point, you know, that the Lord will help us, that, that we need help, actually, you know, because there is a way the heart can be puffed up based on knowledge. And you're assuming what is not that you already have. And, uh, I want us to pray that the Lord will help us and deliver us from every sin of presumption. You know, at every level, as as this as we are, you know, at this level that I am, at every every single presumption, that that I would obey the spirit, I would obey the spirit, I would obey God, I would obey God. Help me, Jesus. Help me to obey your spirit in the name of Jesus. Help my heart. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. What I'm asking this night is help. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we just thank Jesus? Can we just begin to thank God? Oh, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for God. helping us tonight. Bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for light. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining.